Hi there, my name is Ushin Lunny and this is Audio Talks, a bi-weekly podcast on all things audio presented to you by Harman. Every episode will bring you some of the most interesting, innovative and inspiring people from the world of music and great audio. And today's episode is all about culture, connection and the power of brands and music. For this deep dive, I'm thrilled to be joined by Robert Jan van Dormal, Vice President of Consumer Marketing at Harman Lifestyle Audio. Welcome to the podcast, Robert. Thank you, Ashin, and thanks for having me. So let's start with a question that I heard you answer recently, but I think the answer is a really intriguing one for our listeners. When is a loudspeaker not a loudspeaker? Well, in all fairness, it never is. Uh, a loudspeaker is or has become, I think, over the years, uh, a cult object that people need to connect to the roots of their deepest feelings. And it's, you know, it's become an indispensable part of culture and of ritual. Uh, one of the most beautiful and profound rituals that humans have ever invented, we think, uh, which is experiencing the joy of music. And I think what we've also discussed and what you're probably hinting towards is that Harman and its brands are part of that experience, uh, part of the joy. Friends sometimes ask me, what do you do? And I say, I sell entertainment. And we've become and we are the enablers of this ritual. And to remain that way, uh, we are constantly renewing our cultural relevance for people. And we want to stay in touch with them in this physical world, but because uh, with everything that's going on right now, definitely also uh, in the digital world. 2020 has been a quote-unquote interesting year in many ways. Uh, we've, of course, had a global pandemic. People have been locked down. What do you think has been the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic to the entire audio sector and to Harman in particular? Well, I think for the, the vast majority uh, of us, the pandemic and the consequences are a time of anxiety uncertainty and definitely isolation. Uh, and in that situation, I think we've all been looking for something that could offer us support and comfort and something that could represent stability and give us some confidence in the future. And, you know, millions and millions of people have found it in music. Uh, we've even done some research that showed that 80% of people feel that music actually has the ability to directly affect their mood and we also know that individuals say that music has helped them cope with this self-isolation. I mean, I think we all experience that right now, that for some of us, and maybe for you even, Oshin, working from home is the most natural thing to do. But for a lot of people, it also feels like uh, isolation. Mm. And, uh, and music and listening to music has helped them deal with that in a great way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of the, the earliest things that I can uh, recall happening in the pandemic is people started sharing their favourite recordings and tagging other people and inviting them to share their favourite albums. So it feels a bit like the role of music has changed because of the lockdowns and because of the pandemic. Do you think that music has become more important in a way through this crisis? Well, I think it, it just shows you another aspect of the importance of music. Because uh, we talked about the fact that it's part of a ritual and the ritual can be enjoying yourself, going out with friends, but also a wedding or even a funeral. Uh, mm -hmm. That ritual is always there. So it just proves again that music 
and the brands that represent uh, music play a very important role. And brands, uh, not just businesses, brands have a mission to accomplish in that matter. Yes. So for, for us, uh, our mission is for consumers to get the most out of every moment they spend listening. And, you know, we're in the business of creating the best possible experiences and giving consumers seamless access to high quality audio. And that's also why I said a speaker is never really just a speaker. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you kind of mentioned the role of brands there. And of course, you know, how people relate to brands is going to be affected throughout the pandemic and through a time of crisis. Has Harman had to recalibrate or rethink its goals or redefine its relationship with consumers? Well, I think in this, in this age of COVID, the, the part of our mission was turned upside down, hmm. but it, it didn't change. It was more the way that people access uh, music that changed uh, because it changed so much the behavior of uh, consumers that we talk about in real life and the virtual world. And yeah. the good thing about music is that you can definitely enjoy it live and you can definitely enjoy it by yourself. So yeah. in that respect, our mission to bring the joy of music hasn't changed. Yeah. The way we bring it and the way that we reach out to consumers has. Fantastic. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. But, you know, you sell physical products. And if people aren't able to come to stores, etc., or physical contact itself is a health hazard, how have you been keeping in touch with consumers and people who care about music that you would normally be able to, to be close to? I think this obviously touches upon uh, the responsibilities that I and my team have in Harman, which is marketing and uh, bringing engaging content to our consumers and to reach out to our consumers. And yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the pandemic has fundamentally changed uh, consumer behavior and marketing as we know it. The significance of the digital experience is increasing in comparison to the physical experience. And the technology is filling the growing gap that has been physically placed between people. And when you think of it, Oshin, it's, you know, we now have augmented reality. And there's virtual reality. There's definitely very different ways to touch and feel in augmented ways a product without necessarily going to a store to physically hold it. Yeah. There are more and more ways where we can uh, get product information online where we are more than comfortable enough to purchase based on that information. Fascinating. And uh, you've kind of spoken there about uh, technology trends affecting the landscape. New tech is opening doors. But e-commerce has been a huge story in 2020. According to McKinsey, I believe, e-commerce grew more in 90 days in the spring of 2020 than it did over the previous 10 years. So have you at Harman, have you seen a lot more e-commerce activity? What's that trend been looking like from your perspective? Absolutely true. We're very happy that uh, we were far along with our digital transformation uh, as it is. And I do have to say that all brands that have launched their own e-commerce platform are really going through that digital transformation. You can't launch your own website and sell products direct to consumers if you not also have a company that has a vision in place when it comes to a digital transformation. But uh, let me give you a couple of recent examples to what you were just hinting words. And that's, uh, yeah, indeed, that whole shift from offline to online and the fact that it accelerated. 
led to an increase of our online business in uh, the US by 118%. Wow. Uh, obviously, also led by the dominance of Amazon, mm-hmm. which you see a little bit more in the US than you see here. Uh, and if I look at EMEA, our sales online grew uh, by almost 70%. If I look at JBL.com, yeah, so our okay. direct business, and 49% for our indirect channels, uh, not just pure players like Amazon, but also our brick and mortar accounts and their online business. So yeah, very strong results where we massively expanded our presence and our relevance uh, on those e-commerce platforms. Fantastic. And you, you mentioned Amazon there, the brick and mortar partners. What are some of the other partners that you worked with as part of this digital transformation? Well, I mean, Amazon came to Europe a little later than in the US. So we have a few very strong European pure payers. Mm. And for example, Bol.com uh, in the Netherlands or Otto in Germany are very strong partners. And uh, we've basically grown significantly with all of our longstanding uh, key accounts. Excellent. And I think maybe one of the factors in this for myself, for a lot of people I know, is that people have been cocooning. We spoke about that favorite albums trend and all that kind of thing. Have you seen that audio quality at home has become more important to people as we kind of reconnect with music in this ritual in that way? Yeah, I think it has. In one way, it has always been. Yes. But I think there's another element of quality that we're currently looking into. When you go back to the fact that so many people spend so much more time at home, you can't all throw a party at the house. And so your eldest daughter has a party and then your son has another party and then you're hosting a concert in the living room. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why we saw a huge increase also in our headphone business. You're cocooning in your own room, but you're still sharing the house with your family. Ah, yes. It's coping with isolation, but it's also giving you sort of a moment to yourself. Yes. One of my favorite things to do is just to get some nice high quality audio files, stick on my best headphones and just zone out to music uh, in my own little space, which I love. So we spoke there, you mentioned the word isolation. People have been isolated. There have been lockdowns, etc. But it's so important for brands to connect with consumers and reach out to them, if you like, and let them know that they're thinking about them, they care about their needs, etc. And I heard a great saying that trust is the new oil in terms of how consumers relate to brands. So how have you been kind of reaching out to your consumers, to the audio community, just to to keep in touch and to let them know you're there and to kind of build that relationship of trust? It's not about just about connecting people and places. Uh, brands are also about providing a bit of direction, a bit of meaning and significance to life. Uh, if I look at the Twitter and Magna studies that we've been consulting, mm-hmm. uh, close to 60% of people also expect brands to be culturally relevant. To that end, we have always been and are maintaining uh, a meaningful voice through a variety of activities, especially now through digital and interactive content uh, like our new Art of Listening website. We want to make music accessible to listeners around the world for self-education, inspiration and entertainment. Another example is we launched these Audio Talk podcasts to help the global community of music makers and audio lovers stay connected by inviting expert guests, and I'm thanks for having me today, to share interesting and entertaining and helpful content uh, made for audio professionals. And I think this is definitely at the core of what Harman uh, and how Harman is making a difference. 
Thank you for the uh, name check for the Audio Talks podcast. It's been amazing so far. We've been really exploring the whole, you know, history of music. And I think that, uh, you know, Harmon and the Harmon family of brands like JBL, AKG, etc. They're really a huge part of modern music heritage. And uh, as we've talked about on the podcasts, this ranges from the awe-inspiring speaker stacks at Woodstock in 69 to the 36-speaker AKG studio reference sound system in the 2021 Cadillac Escalade. So there's a lot of history there and a lot of heritage, but how do you package this heritage and this history and these stories to reach consumers from a marketing perspective? Um, I think if you look at the, the history of Harman's brand, it's very broad. Yeah, And uh, we can talk about AKG for a long time. We can talk about Harman Kardon. But if you take, for example, uh, JBL, it's one of those brands that really touches our consumer business our car audio business and our professional business. Mm. JBL is very much part of culture. And next year we're celebrating the 75th anniversary of JBL, which I think is a reminder on how powerful the JBL brand has become. And more important, how it's been able to reinvent itself over the last seven and a half decades. Because today it's a very strong car audio professional and consumer brand. But if you look at the 60s or the 50s, that mix was different. Sort of it evolves over time. And I think what we've done for the last eight or so years is, you know, we have this wonderful roster of ambassadors. Uh, We work with some of the biggest ambassadors, some of the biggest DJs uh, in the world, some of the business singer-songwriters in the world. And the connection with the professionals in the world also just shows the rich heritage that we have as a brand, that we are connecting with the people that also sort of basically perform with our brands. And I think uh, next to that, uh, we've launched proprietary events like JBL Snow Party and JBL Fest, where we are able to build programs together with our customers, together with our consumers, to bring life entertainment as a very solid part of our marketing experiences. And I think that just shows you the journey of the last uh, 75 years where Woodstock in 69 and Armin van Buren in 2020 is basically still connecting consumers and professionals under this brand. It's incredible. 75 years is a, is a long time in anyone's book. Yeah. So we've heard about the digital transformation, maintaining cultural relevance, connecting with new generations through incredibly important spokespeople. But how has this all changed during the pandemic? Well, some of these events basically moved from a, a real life version to a virtual version. If you look at Tomorrowland, okay. it's the largest live music event in the world. If you look at electronic dance music and what they've done this year, they sold approximately 300,000 tickets. Yeah. And those tickets were basically used by two or three people uh, in the same household or a circle of friends. So the Tomorrowland team feels that they've reached uh, over a million people uh, with their virtual edition. Wow. But I think um, the other thing that we were already investing in and we've just basically accelerated in 2020 is basically this whole idea of mobile and digital first. Yeah. And and if you look at Gen Z, it's not mobile first, it's mobile only. Right. Yeah? It's basically, yeah, I mean, yes. you know, imagine losing your mobile phone. Uh, you don't need to be Gen Z to panic uh, about that. <laughs> 
Um, and I think that uh, at Harman, we pride ourselves on uh, meeting our consumers where they are and where they want us to be. Right. And so over the last few years, and especially for the last year, we really adopted an aggressive mobile-first strategy to capitalize on growing platforms where our target audience is, like TikTok, like Instagram and Snapchat. And we also leaned into the overall power of social mm. and the contextually relevant storytelling. Yeah. Because I think everybody knows it's the first page of any marketer's book. You don't just sell a great product. You also have to have a great story. Yeah. And I think that we as a team have been able to bring that together. And, you know, and that it's also one of the reasons why I'm very proud of the fact that we've won several awards for the last uh, year and a half. Three Stevie Awards, including a gold award for marketing campaign of the year. Wow. And earlier this year, uh, we were able to pick up the European Content Award for the pan-European content campaign uh, in support of the launch of uh, JBL Partybox. Uh, another great uh, testament that I think all of us are probably doing something right. Absolutely. And uh, I believe that a JBL party box was sent to none other than Carl Cox as a little thank you for being on our earlier edition of the uh, podcast. So uh, they're very, very popular items and uh, great to hear about the awards. Great to hear this work has been recognised. So Robert, you just mentioned there the ambassador programmes, you know, reaching out to Gen Zs and millennials on the platforms that they are. Some of them are mobile only. Uh, and it sounds like there's a lot more activity in the digital space, a lot more social media platforms, TikTok, etc. Do you think the speed of marketing is changing? And if so, how are you responding from a marketing point of view? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and that's a great question. Looking at 2021 and beyond, uh, there's absolutely no question. Uh, thanks to an accelerated digital transformation, uh, the future of marketing is absolutely now. Mm -hmm. And that has obviously accelerated uh, because of the, the pandemic. As marketeers and business professional, today is critical that we harness the power of technology to deliver on the promise mm. of better consumer experiences. Um, we also live in a world where everybody always expects things to get better and to improve. Yeah. And we'll be seeing on our side, but also the side of our colleague brands, an increased investment supporting online sales-driven programs, because that's definitely part of the uh, tremendous growth that we see in, uh, in e-commerce. I mean, it's also still about how do you then experience the products and how do you experience uh, music, mm -hmm. both digitally as well as in real life. Yeah. And right now, PricewaterhouseCoopers predicts that live events will come back next year with a fury. So let's hope their predictions are right. Because after all, uh, virtual events can never really fully replace the musical connection between performance and music lovers, uh, as well as relevant brands. You know, I'm very proud how we've been able to make the most out of this virtual focused 2020. But the moment we open up the chapter called 2021, we'll hope it's filled with live experiences again. Amen. I'm so looking forward to that. Like, I, I don't know a single person who doesn't miss, we all do. yeah, who doesn't miss live music. Uh, we're absolutely ready to get back to the gig venues. Uh, and speaking of which, at the time of recording, we were actually hearing some very positive news around a COVID-19 vaccine. So, you know, with this in mind, do you think things will go back to exactly how they were before the pandemic? Or 
has this been a learning experience and has this changed things uh, in a way that's going to be lasting beyond the lockdowns and the pandemic? Well, I think that what we what we are doing and what we should continue to do and, and maybe even do more of is that every company always has a tendency to focus on its products and its product attributes. And I think if I look at uh, how we've been reaching out to consumers for the last eight years through live music, through live events, through entertainment as a whole, I think we will continue to see relevant activities, relevant communication by aligning ourselves with the wider evolving culture around us and where we really need to look at uh, our brand values, uh, our brand assets, and how we connect uh, with the communities around us. I think it's very important to be authentic and that our engagement with culture and with our own brands and the brands around us is important, probably more so than than it was uh, before. So I think cultural authenticity is a very important element that none of us should lose sight of. Absolutely. Well said. It does count for so much, particularly in the the field of music and music lovers are, uh, you know, we're a special breed, I think. So one of the things that Harman has all over the world is gorgeous physical stores. They're absolutely beautiful. I've been to a few of them. But of course, things have changed during the lockdown and the pandemic. What's been happening in your physical stores and how have they been part of the, the Harman story in continuation? Interestingly enough, obviously, because of lockdowns, we saw a lot less food traffic. But at the same time, at the moment these lockdowns were sort of relieved, we saw a lot of people that really were over the moon happy to be outside again. People were not necessarily vacationing abroad. They were basically enjoying uh, the beauty and the culture their own countries have to give. And so we saw, if I take the Munich store, for example, we saw some of our best sales months right after uh, the lockdown was sort of over uh, in Germany. So it's very interesting where people were so happy to be able to experience the product again touch the product again, have somebody explain something physically to you. It's an interesting balance between the big increase in e-commerce, but that the moment you give people a chance to touch and feel and talk to somebody, they'll jump on that too. I think most people listening to the podcast will will feel that, like a tingle in the back of their neck, that excitement of getting involved with good music equipment for sure. Now, As we've been talking about throughout this podcast, you've been incredibly proactive with brand marketing. You've been through some very, uh, you know, challenging global times, but you've been very successful with it. You've had great results. If there's anybody else in marketing or in brand marketing who's listening, what would you say are some of your most important takeaways or learnings that you can share? I think we talked about it a little bit uh, in the sense that take, for example, headphones that we were talking about already before. Mm -hmm. Those are truly lifestyle products, not just a piece of consumer tech. And I think that has a consequence on how you connect with people. Uh, Like I mentioned before, it is not just about, you know, selling people a good product, a perfect product, an excellent product, Mm -hmm. but it's also telling that great story. I think what's one of the most important elements that comes out of telling the story is that who you tell that through. So not just me as a Harman marketeer, 
Yeah, not just my uh, video content or any of the other assets that we as a company produce, but there are so many people right now, more so than before, that rely on user-generated content about the product experience. Yeah, so mm-hmm. for us, it is very important that user-generated content actually helps people right now mm. in their virtual journey on what they're looking for to get the kind of expert advice they're looking for. Expert advice from experts mm. yeah, or expert advice from user-generated reviews. Mm-hmm. So the balance between expert reviews and consumer-generated reviews at the moment is really making a difference on the way that people look for information and content. Fascinating. Some brilliant takeaways there, which I think a lot of brand marketers are going to be tuning into uh, to try and mirror some of that success. Uh, And finally, we've come to our last question. That's gone quickly, but uh, I would love to hear what is your choice for the Audio Talks title playlist and why have you chosen it? I don't know how original it is. I I hope it's a little original, but um, I go for Walk on the Wild Side from Lou Reed. That's his 1972 release from his Transformer album. And I think all of us should be walking on the wild side a little bit more in life. I pulled together as part of my own listening list, a 70s lounge list. And this is one of my favorites. I did so triggered by a bar in Greece this summer that gave me this 70s vibe. And I started to pull together a playlist. And that's why I'm mentioning Lou Reed. Oh, yeah. That's a fantastic choice. I remember buying that on vinyl. I I still remember the shop I bought it in. It's one of those moments. Could you share that link to that playlist? That sounds like something everybody should should be tuning into as well. Absolutely. Brilliant. We'll include that in the show notes. Thank you, Robert. And my own contribution to the Audio Talks playlist on title this episode is Throw Stones by Nana Ajoa, which I hope you'll enjoy. That was just absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much to Robert Jan van Dormal, the Vice President of Consumer Marketing at Harman Lifestyle Audio. Some great takeaways there. Uh, Trust is a new oil, but um, authentic culture eats strategy for breakfast. Absolutely brilliant. So listeners, has your relationship changed with the brands you love during the pandemic? Has anything in particular given you that warm feeling of connecting with brands that you love? Share your thoughts on social media or via a podcast review and do let us know. Join us again soon for another great discussion with some more legends of audio. And don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends about the Audio Talks podcast presented to you by Harmon. See you next time.